0: And welcome to From a Deep, Episode 8. I'm your host, Luke Jansen, and we are joined again with my favorite, Phil Wiseman. Say hello, Phil. Maybe I can see your halo. All right. I. I okay. That's great. I'm glad you can see my halo. I, I cannot see yours. I'm sorry, Phil. Oh. <laughs> we got a great show ahead for you today. We got the From Deep. We got NBA Weekly. We got Hot Take. We got Weaving North. Uh, NBA Weekly, especially... Some cool things. We're talking playoff run ins. Uh, we got, or more off, I should say, playoffs and seedings. And Phil's got a whole bunch of information there. We also had our Hall of Fame inductee speeches tonight uh, for Kobe, Tim Duncan, and Kevin Garnett. Uh, as Phil and I were saying, probably three of the worst players to ever play the game. Surprised they got in for sure. You know, without a doubt, I was like, what, what's going on here? These guys, did they even do anything? I don't know. I feel like we're just I throwing names in just like uh, he played basketball I guess he goes in the Hall of Fame <laughs> I, I mean yeah that, that Kobe guy who was that guy
1: sir
0: <laughs> obviously we're kidding but there's some,
1: uh, some, some fun stuff to talk about there <laughs> for those of you that think we're not kidding we are kidding <laughs> we, we are kidding probably but... one of the best Hall of Fame inductees in the in most recent memory I'm that I can pick up for sure
0: but first Phil we're not going to get into that right away because we got something special our special questions of mm-hmm.
1: from... <laughs> Episode eight from deep <laughs> rock, paper, scissors to see who decides it. Let's see.
0: Let's see it. All right, you ready? One, two, three, paper,
1: paper. Okay, Ooh, one, time.
0: two, three, scissors, scissors. Oh right, boy, go. one, two, three, paper, rock. Hey, Eagle. two, there you one. Go. we are <laughs> the champions, my our friend. longest one yet. So, there you we go. Keep Right to the end we got a lot of songs today we got halo we got some beyonce mm-hmm. some uh some queen who, who knows what else is coming for you this show but my first question all right so phil let's just jump right into it i was trying to think of one all day um normally i try to do it the day of because then i find i'm i'm under the the, the crunch crunch time I'm like all right it's got to be good got to be good and Feel the pressure i'm actually i'm actually pretty excited about this one so mm-hmm. as we know when when dame hits his three you know, we, we have the hand on the wrist. It's Dame time, baby. Dame we time, got, baby. Uh, it's
1: 15,000 steps today, Luke. Let's do it.
0: Stirring <laughs> up the pot. And you have all these type of, uh, uh, basically, they're kind of, what What would you even call that? I guess they're... Signature celebrations. Signature celebrations. So, mm-hmm. Phil, what would your signature celebration be if you played in the NBA? What would your your signature cellie be? And I can go first if you want to give you some time to think about it. Uh, you've got one already let's hear oh, yeah. your signature celebration okay, okay so for those that you're not gonna be able to see it uh that are, or i guess if you're on audio so i'll explain it but phil you're gonna see it first it's
1: just gonna be like <laughs> i don't know the michael <laughs> jordan shrug the michael jordan shrug no, no,
0: it's, it's more like the i'm just as confused as you are that that went in i don't know what happened i don't even know why i'm out here playing in the nba <laughs> your guess is as good as mine <laughs> <laughs> so I think I would just I would hit a three and I'd always just throw my hands up like
1: I'm just as surprised
0: as you that it went in, my friend. <laughs> mm.
1: I feel like uh I feel like mine could be the good old like a uh pull you to the side <laughs> oh, like, like mary, uh the, the coach poppins should hook? give me to the shank oh. yeah the, yeah oh, mary poppins hook just <laughs> exactly pull pull me out of there coach anytime i do something bad i get burnt just just <laughs> running down the court just get pulled to the side take me out
0: coach or, or maybe it's more like take me out because i'm about to heat up these boys so bad that you know you gotta take me out before we torch them that's what it's more De- like definitely that. Yeah. Definitely, definitely that definitely that definitely that yeah. At, uh, I think those would be some of the the best ones in the NBA if we if we ever made it, Phil. Pipe dreams, you know. We're we're still mm-hmm. in our twenties, not for much longer. Say, yeah. We're still in there. We got a chance. We make the NBA. Who is it? Pablo Prigioni. Prigioni. Mm-hmm. NBA rookie, 32. We got three years, Phil. We got. I mean, this. he did play in Europe. He did play in Europe. He's got something
1: on us. On we played in Boundary.
0: It's the same. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, Phil. It's the same same thing
1: public school versus european second yeah yeah yeah. you're you're right you're on to something you're gonna make the show okay all right
0: that's my question so you i I liked your answer the mary poppins grab that would actually be hilarious to see someone actually like
1: yeah a little a little pull a little pull yourself out of the game i feel like that would be good i love mellows three to the dome that's a great celebration dame time dame time's a is a, a classic LeBron showstopper too. That's a that's a classic one. Arms down to the side, knees raised. There's some good there's some good celebrations uh, out there. Uh
0: oh, who was it? Nick Young. Three hands in the air while not looking while the the three is bouncing mm-hmm. out of the rim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> classic. That's a classic. Your two yeah. hands in the air. Yeah, he got it. Exactly. Except you got to hit those when you do those ones. What well, was exactly. Calderon? Didn't Calderon have one? It's just slipping on my mind right now. He was like he had like
1: a I have to look it up. Like yeah you have to one. look like it he up.
0: had his he had a signature signature one All right. I feel like
1: oh it was three it was this as he'd run away whenever he got the yeah. three yes. he would hold both, his, right. his, both hands his hands up, up. yeah the yeah, three symbol right. running back and forth that was his you're right he did have a signature move yeah lots of good celebrations mm-hmm. are you ready for my question yep what you got so I don't know if you saw in the news but uh Marv Albert uh, yes the the famous mm-hmm. NBA commentator is going to be retiring after the playoffs. This is going to be his last year. Uh, He's had obviously a lot of iconic games that he's called. So that being said, who is your favorite commentator? And if there is any player in the league past or present, so retired or present that you would like to see calling a basketball game, either commentator or just adding some extra insight. The first
0: thing I can think of is the person with the most technical fouls to ever play in the NBA is Rasheed Wallace. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just ball don't lie, ball, don't lie, like I'm just imagining Rashid just commentating a game, I feel like it would be like straight up street. he'd be like, oh, he took that boy's ankles <laughs> oh mm-hmm. uh Richard Jefferson does a great job, I'm really excited he, he does was, he was on a um a show recently with, I can't remember the guy's name. And he was talking about like how he's been training himself to be better and not say, Oh, uh, Ooh, like those are the things mm. that we're working on too. And it's like, those don't come naturally. So he's only going to become a better and better. Um, You know, uh, what's he do? He, I know he announced this game, but he like, does for been, the Nets. Yeah, it does for the Nets. So um, he's definitely one of my favorites uh, coming up anyways. And then um, I like Leo for the Raptors. I mean, obviously it's a little, a little biased but the the raptors crew has, has been fun and i listen to a lot of their games oh jack armstrong I, is fantastic yeah. too oh the, the whole raptors crew, really.
1: yeah
0: the, the whole crew is actually pretty awesome but to see if rasheed wallace ever stepped up to the plate and tried to get in there it'd be interesting mm-hmm. be some fun yes yeah. for sure
1: mike breen also the bang very famous as calls <laughs> exactly for those listening to the audio podcast i hope you're enjoying us doing our best to imitate all these commentators <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: I, you know, I cancel cancel my subscription oh, we're, we're, we're no done. we need them we only have 16 please stay please yeah, exactly right
1: <laughs> yeah so yeah sad news of Mark retiring but you know he's, he's been in the league a long time i think he's in his 70s now so it makes sense that he's starting to think about that stage of his of his career i suppose yeah i mean done it
0: for such a long time it's time to it's time to move on. I imagine it takes a lot out of you too, like 70. I mean, doing that all the time.
1: All the prep. I I mean, speaking for ourselves, the the prep for a podcast, let alone the prep for a game. Like you have to be really on your ball. You have to know all the statistics, all the people playing in the games. There's a lot of prep that would come with that. So I imagine that must be tiring.
0: Yep. And a lot of times you retire at 65. So if he's gone to 70, you know, it's five years more than what would be expected. of him. So good for him. And I'm sure if he, you'll see him do like, Games here and there, you know what I mean. He'll come on whether as a special announcer yeah. or that he'll still be around. It just probably won't be a full time gig, right? It'll be a couple games here and there per year. Hopefully um, so. Yeah. Oh, I imagine you wouldn't. He couldn't. You know, he couldn't walk away from doing it all that time. I'm sure he loves it. He probably just doesn't want to do it on a full time basis anymore uh yeah that's that's our our question so i liked it it was a good one phil wasn't super silly but i still enjoyed it doesn't always have to be silly that's okay uh and our other question though our more thought-provoking question is and this one's uh, with playoffs coming up it's actually a pretty good discussion are the best 16 teams uh should they be the ones that go to the playoffs or should they keep it with the conference play which is the top eight teams from the conference um i would love yeah phil why don't you Kind of give me your thoughts, opinions on that, and then I'll tell you why you're wrong and why I'm right. Hmm.
1: Well, I know I'm right. So let me let me tell you why I'm right and you're wrong. Okay. Okay. I, uh, I, I personally like conference play. I, I don't know if you're conference play or best 16, but I like conference play. I know that's a little con- controversial when you think of like some of the teams out of the West that go above five hundred and then lo and behold, don't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for tradition that way, I suppose. I like to see eight teams from each conference make it. Um, I mean, this season could be a prime example of why we want to keep conference play as it is because a team like the Wizards that came on late in the season that were really bad at the start and then really came on at the end of the season, we wouldn't see them. We wouldn't Mm -hmm. see them if we were doing best 16 teams. Mm -hmm. So that kind of gives the opportunity for those teams that are really on the outside looking in to kind of make a chance and also keeps things a little bit more fan base focused versus just being league-focused. At least that's my thoughts.
0: Yeah, no, I I love the idea of the best 16 teams because the West is often stacked. Mm -hmm. But I also think that it allows different teams' ability to market and get trades. Mm -hmm. Like, where are the best players in the league? Oh, they're all on the West. I'm gonna go to the East. And I uh, maybe like I just in my opinion, I think that's why like because I'm thinking like the Raptors, like they already have a tough time getting people. If it was like mm-hmm. the best 16 teams, like your lower base teams that are in, aren't like it would just be so hard to even get players there. But like on the East now, you can be like, OK, well, hey, the bronze in the West. You want an easy ride in you don't come over to the. it's not an easy ride of course the east is strong but mm-hmm. it's not as strong so it's like we have a better chance of making the playoffs i i i personally am all for conference play i think it works out well and it allows mm-hmm. allows smaller market teams to do well and depending where they're at uh in on in the sense of the east anyways i, I personally mm-hmm. i i believe um, yeah, it's just—it's just. It just bias. Look at us,
1: we're green. We're green, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Look, look at that. At that. Another That's another
0: great. thing where we agree on. Well, we might just be best friends, Phil. So who knows? There <laughs> we go. We might just be. look at us. Uh, look yeah, at us. It, yeah, no, it just—it exactly. just makes sense. Like the conference play makes sense. If you don't like it and you feel like you're stacked in on the West, well, hey, guess what? There's a lot of teams on the East you can go join and play with.
1: So, well, Kevin Durant going to the Nets is a prime example, right? going to the east to make a little bit of an easier road he didn't play barely any of the season and they finished in the second in the east and have a really easy chance not an easier chance but a good chance to make it far versus like when we get to the playoff previews like you're going to see as we review it how tight how tough it will be if you're LeBron and the Lakers to try and make it being a seventh seed potentially or a sixth seed
0: yep no, it's, it was just, a, you know, obviously it was a surprise to see LeBron go to the West. I know why he did it from mm-hmm. a business perspective, especially after his life after basketball. It makes a lot of sense. But, he you know, I don't think he goes to the playoffs as many times as he has if he had primarily played in the West. I mm-hmm. don't think I don't think you have the same career arc because the East, yeah. East has been quite yeah. e- easier. Like think about mm-hmm. the teams he's had to be out. Not that the East is easy. Again, I'm not going to say that, but there's a lot less teams in the 8th, 7th. So, like, that first round is a lot easier, and sometimes you have teams in the West that are, like, battling you out hard. Like, uh, if the Warriors yeah. make it in, like, the Warriors are scary team. For an 8th seed team, like, that's an mm-hmm. intense team. For the 8th seed of the East, where you're looking at um, Washington or... Uh, Hornets. The Hornets, placers, which again, yeah. good teams, but definitely not someone as scary as the Warriors. Now, if the Warriors had Clay, they'd be higher. But still, like
1: I oh, just for yeah, sure, yeah.
0: I, uh, I think that um, yeah, Commerce play all the way.
1: Good stuff. All
0: That's, right. Well, maybe we should get into previewing
1: that. Yeah, playoffs. let's
0: let's talk playoffs. Uh, f- are we ready, Phil? You ready for to hear that slam jam wham bam, ah! NBA Weekly. We are here. We are ready to dunk on everybody's faces with all of our awesome information. I know Philly boy is running this one. Uh, he's going to kind of walk us through the East, the West, and then afterwards we're going to jump into the NBA Hall of Fame inductees. And uh, we're excited for it. Phil, what uh, what information you got for me?
1: Well, well you put on those got, glasses. We've got. Oh, the glasses are coming on. <laughs> it's getting. It's the getting notes are in, getting in it's detail. It's getting serious in here, guys. The glasses are on. It's the it's glasses getting into are, the are on nitty gritty. Exactly right. The glasses are on to break down the playoffs for you here. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got one game left in the regular season or one day left in the regular season. One game for those that are still there. Uh, and that being said, let's break it down conference by conference. So in the East, we've got the Brooklyn Nets. We're going to be finishing in the second seed. We've got the 76 in the first seed. Bucks are in the third seed. Those are all locked in. And then four through six is really where things could kind of change. We've got the Knicks, the Hawks, and the Heat all vying, different tiebreakers in play. The Knicks do have the tiebreaker. That being said, we'll see what happens when everything is said and done. And I'm pretty excited to see the Knicks back in the playoffs, to be honest. Our Julius Randle. I know you love your your son Derek Rose. Oh, Are you yeah. excited for the Knicks to be back and mm-hmm. potentially with home court advantage? Yeah.
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, the Knicks. Uh, we were talking about this. I, I the mm-hmm. Knicks and the Hawks have a potential chance to play each other, and nobody even had them projected to be in the playoffs. So no. it'd be very cool. I mean, the Hawks really struggled. I had high expectations for them at the start of the season, and then I kind of forgot about them because they just played terrible. The Hawks. And you're then, about, yeah, right? the Hawks. The Hawks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then. I kind of was like looking last couple of months. I'm like, whoa, what's going on there? Like, the <laughs> the Hawks are winning, <laughs> and now they're you know they're in the playoffs. So I, I both those teams, um, kind of similar to the Heat last year, where you we don't you know what to expect because you've seen them play all year, but they're kind of those wild cards. Like I, I they could either play really really well in the playoffs and somehow get to a conference finals, or even the play the the actual finals. Um, there's just because teams aren't going to have built out a ton of information on them. You have teams that are like, you know, you're, um, that are set, you got, you're like your Lakers, you know what to expect from them. Um, Boston, you know what to, I mean, obviously they're dealing with a lot of injuries, but you, you know what I mean? Like these are teams that have been set for such a long time and you know what to expect. And then you have a team that's like the Knicks and the Hawks and you've had a year to prepare for them. And that's, I mean, Mm -hmm. that sounds like a long time, but in the sense of basketball, that's not a ton of time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, young young team with the Hawks as well. That'll be interesting to see how they play on on a playoff stage. Knicks, Julius Randle, I think will be really good. Uh, I'll be interested to see how the others kind of perform. Yeah. Um, I think if they play each other, that'll be kind of the perfect introduction for both of them back uh, into the playoffs. Yeah. I kind of hope they don't.
0: I, I kind of hope that because I want them to both have a chance to go a little farther. But at the mm-hmm. same time,
1: it'd be fun games. For sure. So those are the six teams we know for sure that are in the playoffs. And then we've got the plan tournament in the East. Yep. Um, So that being said, we've got the Hornets and the Wizards playing on Sunday, tomorrow, who will basically decide who gets the eighth seed, no matter what the Celtics are in seventh. So whoever wins that game will go to Boston to play. And then we have the Pacers as well in the 10th seed. So whoever wins... Out of those two, gets the eighth seed. Whoever loses gets the ninth seed, or potentially the tenth seed if the Pacers win and they play the Raptors on Sunday. Which,
0: which as a reminder, you don't want to be in the ninth and tenth because if you lose, you're out, or you have to win two to get in. That's right. Eighth or the seventh going into the play-in tournament, you can lose one and have to win one, and you're still in. Uh, So you really, it's really a big battle for this season. If you're in those spots
1: that you want to be eighth or seventh, you do not want to be ninth or tenth. -hmm. Exactly. So yeah. So we'll see who wins out of the Hornets and the Wizards to get the eighth seed, and then next week we've got the play-in tournament, which will be really fun to recap for you guys next week. It's gonna be fuzzy. Those those are
0: actually, you know, those are games I'm gonna watch. I haven't watched a game in a hundred percent. Like I'm a huge basketball fan. I just, I just don't have time to watch games anymore. I love to watch the stats, highlights. Like I'm very much in the basketball world, but to actually sit down and watch a game. I just, it's just not there for me until playoffs. But I'm, I'm really excited about one and done games. I just think that's mm-hmm. taking a little bit of March Madness. It's taking me a little Bring bit to, to warm NBA. up to the play in. But the more I've thought about it, I'm like, yeah, that's really cool from a fan's perspective. That's why they're doing it, and it also helps for less teams to just try to bust right. Like you still have a chance to fight for playoffs, and so yeah.
1: 100%. It'll be really exciting next week. I'm, I'm really excited as a fan. I know a lot of players are not excited. LeBron's come out and made public comments. Luke has made public comments when they weren't there. So we'll, we'll see what happens when it comes to the play. And then I guess just to recap the West. So Jazz and the Suns. So Jazz will be the number one seed in the West, which is big. Suns will be the well, number two we, seed.
0: Before you run through the West, let's let's just quickly yeah. talk. Who, who do you have when in the East? Uh, So we should probably
1: put our. Who do we have winning the East? Yeah, who who do you have winning the East? I I like the Nets. Uh, We were chatting about it earlier this week, but uh, I think there's been no team that have won an NBA championship besides the Lakers when Kobe and Shaq were one. But I think this team's too talented not to win. They haven't played together. That's obviously the big argument. Eight games,
0: Phil. That's all the three have played together. Think of the big know, three, but Miami it, Heat. Their first season, they, they, they struggled. I, I they made the
1: finals though. They made the finals though. True. If they're healthy, they I think they will go to the NBA finals. I uh, I'm gonna throw it on the Bucks. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. The third seed.
0: Yeah. Giannis, Giannis is just continually getting better. And mm-hmm. the Bucks, they withdrew Holiday as they've secured a lot of better players around them this year. I think that complement them even better. And uh, I think, you know, he's, I'm looking at all the teams. Obviously the nets are really powerful, but I just don't think eight games together as a team. There's too much. If the only, like we talked to, I've and I'll hold to this. If the nets win their first couple of games and take series leads, they will make the finals. If the nets go down a couple of games, they will lose. I just, I just don't think they have the chem to play through that. They just like, yeah. Who takes those shots? Who, what does the coach do? Like what, like what, what plays does Steve Nash even run? They, they, they've only played eight games together. You don't even know what plays work. What are you just going to run ISO ball? So you get up against a team that has strong, gritty defense. I mean, I understand it's hard in Irving and Durant, Durant, they're going to get points, but like, they also don't play defense. So mm-hmm. I, I just, yeah, and that's
1: the big debate. Of course,
0: if they get hot, can they outscore teams? Exactly. So I think if that's the type of team that if they get the lead, it's really hard for a team to battle back. But if there's a team that gets a couple game lead, I, I think Brooklyn won't win. I, I don't think they make it. But again, time will tell.
1: Well, the Bucks, if the playoffs are today, they would play the Heat in the first round, which is not going to be an easy matchup. And then if they win that series, they then play the Nets. And then if they win that series, they would likely go against the 76ers. That's probably one of the toughest ways to get to the finals. I feel like they will be beaten up if they get there. So... It, it'll be tough slugging. Yeah, you think the Heat are a tough matchup? I think the Heat are a very tough matchup. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah, they, they, have, they I don't have know. A I year. don't think they'll
1: beat the Bucks. I don't think they'll beat the Bucks, but they've so. really come on late of. They've really come on well of late. Like they're eight and two in their last ten, just like the Bucks. But Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, that team really knows how to play playoff basketball, and they were in the finals last year, right? Like that's and that's a really tough team. So that's why I, I feel like it's going to be hard for the Bucks to get to there. But uh, it's not it's not an insurmountable road for them to get there.
0: Now, the, oh yeah, the Bucks are clinched. Never mind. Yeah, can they yeah. steal the second? They no, they can't. They're too no, far. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're too
1: far at this stage.
0: All right. So you got you got Nets. I got Bucks, and I do have Nets if they if they win. Early in every
1: every uh, round, I think they will. Because if they play, they'll play the the winner of Celtics versus Hornets and the Wizards. Yeah, that's and easy. That's, that's an true. easy that that should be an easy that should be an easy win. I would think. I would yep. think for for a Nets team that should give them enough rest get get a little bit into play. I hope. The I think Wizards Bucks play and Heat man. will be a tough play. That'll oh, be really hard. I hope the Wizards play the Nets. I I really hope so too. I think that would be awesome. Russell Westbrook is just gonna—they'll
0: lose. The Wizards will lose, but you will see that man die on that floor and just try to drain the energy out of out of the the uh, Nets. It'd be fun. Mm. All right, what do you got for the West? Uh,
1: Yeah, for the West. uh, So with the West, as I was kind of mentioning, so Jazz have got the number one seed, clinched. The Suns are number two. And then it really comes down to the Nuggets and the Clippers on who will get the three seed. Uh, Nuggets play the Blazers, which is going to be a massive game uh, with playoff implications. If that's a playoff preview is as of today, if the Blazers lose and the Lakers win, the Lakers avoid the play-in tournament, which would be really big. Um, So LeBron and obviously AD are starting to get back in rhythm and are starting to look like they're gelling together. And of course, one of the other big things is the play-in tournament. If, the Blazers win and the Lakers win. They have the tiebreaker. And we will see Stephen Curry versus LeBron James for a play-in tournament game. And that would be probably highest ratings in the since the finals, right? Next to the
0: finals, I would imagine. But, uh, the Warriors don't win that series in, in seven, but all they got to do is win one. Yeah, all they got to do is win one. And all they Warriors play win. the... And Steph gets hot. I, you know, obviously I don't, the Lakers will still get the eight, like if they do lose the game to the Warriors, um, Mm -hmm. they'll be able to take out nine and 10, but still it's, uh, the, I'm, the Warriors are, the Warriors are the Warriors and Steph is Steph Curry. Although Anthony Davis, 28, and two steals and LeBron with 24, eight and seven as they put away the Pacers. So they were obviously showing that they're back in sync and ready to play. I mean, I know it's the Pacers, but, uh, Mm -hmm we uh we had said that we had lebron taking it out on the west what was your you thinking that still uh
1: i think if they play the suns in the first round i think that's the best matchup that the lakers could have cuz they play a slow pace slow pace excuse me um with chris paul running offense lebron's really good at running his offense i think they could win that isn't in a 2-7 upset if they do end up finishing there be, I think uh, that could be really interesting. So who's your team winning? Who you got? Out of the west. Uh um, yeah. out of the west. I'm uh, I'm not gonna bet against LeBron. He's in the seventh seed. I don't think it'll be easy, but I will pick the Lakers. I uh
0: I, I gotta believe my Trailblazers. They won't do it, but I'm gonna believe in them anyways. I
1: believe <laughs> Maybe I can see a halo.
0: <laughs> I can see a championship. <laughs> 40 points a game coming out. He's just been holding it back, tanks, and he's gonna come out. Although I just noticed, that. I didn't realize the Spurs were uh, in for the tenth seed. DeMar DeRozan yeah. potential trip to the playoffs here. Let's go. That's right. Let's go, boy. Yeah,
1: yeah. And the Warriors happen. and the Grizzlies uh, play each other to see who wins the eighth seed. Yeah. And so whoever loses that game will play the play the Spurs in the play-in tournament. Which yeah, should be really interesting.
0: Cool. That's gonna be fun. Yeah,
1: it's gonna yeah. be fun. Phil. Be very cool.
0: All righty, NBA Hall of Fame inductees. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have a slam dunk. That slam dunk was supposed to be there, but it was still really cool to hear it. We got a picture popping up for those of you who want to see who's in there. Look at that. Beautiful faces. Kevin Garnett, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, as we said. Pretty much a bunch of nobodies. Uh, but Phil, tell me some more about it.
1: Yeah, so the, those are obviously the the main the main people going in. We also did have Tamika Catchings, who uh, was a WNBA player, third overall in 2001. Uh, I know you love this, Luca. 15 year career with one team, the Indiana Fever, and won a championship in 2012. That was my quick uh, five minutes of Wikipedia research for Tamika. Congrats, cool. Tamika, and getting into the Hall of Fame. Good job. Uh, we also have uh, Rudy Tomjanovich, who uh, is a player and coach, drafted second overall.
0: Yes, Dutton, I played well. with him on my team. And, oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> that's just random. I, I uh, yeah, I played with them in my team. He's pretty, pretty dope. So it's, that's, that's okay,
1: cool. Yeah. So Rudy in there as well, but obviously uh, the main, the main headliners were Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bean Bryant, as I should say, Tim Duncan, and then Kevin Garnett. Um, with Kobe obviously passing away last year, just before really the coronavirus, uh, his wife uh, Vanessa Bryant gave a really emotional speech, talking about how he was an awesome girl dad. Uh, how he literally winged every speech, which was uh, something I didn't know. Um, he's obviously the only NBA player to win an Oscar uh, as well as a championship. Uh, he was very thankful for all of the people who supported him as well as doubted him. That was something that she really wanted to highlight, that it was something that not only do you just look for fans, but he also look for the, the haters, so to speak, to kind of grow his brand, grow his strength, grow his will to win. Uh what what was your favorite thing about Kobe? What what makes you think of Kobe today, Luke? Well, pain. Pain pain
0: mem- painful memories as a Raptors fan. Mm. <laughs> 81 points. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> yeah, 81 love, points. Love me some Kobe, but he did he did my my Raptors dirty. He was
1: such an unbelievable player, right? He inflicted pain on a lot of fan bases that weren't Lakers. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh, he, Kobe was, was next level, uh, fierce competitor. You know, he, he was able to hit any shots he, he wanted to, uh, his last game obviously went out like a legend, uh, 60 points against the jazz won the game. Like uh, Kobe was all about his moments. Is it, was he a top five? Mm, I don't know. I, you know, there's going to be a lot of arguments to be made, but, one thing that you know about Kobe is that he was—he's—he was, he, he's, he was uh, the black mama for a reason. He was a clutch shooter, <clears throat> and he lived for those star moments, and he did it over and over again for the same organization.
1: Yeah, that, that worker mentality, Mamba mentality that's really been instilled and passed on to these NBA players nowadays. So yeah, I, I think he'll live on in memory and live on in a lot of players' work ethics and how they try to do it. Uh, when I think of Kobe, I think of Giannis now, to be honest. I think Giannis works harder than a lot of people in this league and he really reminds me of him in that sense. Uh, maybe not with the accolades that he's yet to get from a championship perspective, but from an MVP perspective, Giannis kind of makes me think of Kobe right now. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously we have uh, Tim Duncan, who is another inductee. Uh, he was presented by David Robinson, uh, who obviously is a longtime a Spur, won championships in his rookie or in his sophomore season, I should say. Um, he was really thankful and very happy with being there in the moment, but was also a little bit shy. It's kind of cute to see how he was playing the crowd, as well as thanking his past teammates, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili. And then of course, talking about his coach, uh, Greg Popovich, setting the standard of greatness and being blessed and guided by such incredible people that brought him to where he was. Uh, when you think of Tim Duncan is there anything that kind of comes to mind for you or Oh yeah. They took down the heat.
0: <laughs> and that's we'll that's see. all that, All that mattered. Do you remember us sitting and although so we, we I think we we were at your house watching the game when Ray Allen hit that shot. That was that Oh, was, I was so
1: excited. That uh, was a rough
0: that was a rough day for me. There's just reliving all these painful moments of these legends here, <laughs> <laughs> but no, obviously the season they took him out. That was uh pretty incredible. Tim Duncan was just Mr. Fundamental. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, you just, you couldn't, I th- I still remember the plays where he would literally just catch it at the post, turn around and didn't even look at the backboard and just, <laughs> and it just went in extent. because like he had just done it so many times. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he was just he was really fun to watch from a person who really loved basketball he wasn't super flashy but if you loved the game of basketball you could really enjoy tim's game he was just so he was like efficient and mm-hmm. he made the big fundamental uh, big fundamental he made all the players around him better um he, st- and again, you know, you're looking at these three people and two of them especially stayed with the same organization the whole time and won their rings. Mm-hmm. And even, you could even say Kevin Garnett, he didn't really move around that much. Uh, what Celtics, Timberwolves, and then, I mean, you could say Brooklyn at the end. That was just a weird thing, but primarily stuck with two teams. Um mm-hmm. And you see these living legends who didn't like really go creating super teams, man. They just were where they were at and and built winning Winning championship teams and winning mentalities, and so Timmy. Timmy just to me is just like Mr. Basketball. He could be the next NBA guy on the front there. We could just put him
1: as the logo. Turning around, doing a bank show. Is that? Is that the? Yeah, the turn logo the yeah, little,
0: little logo there, and also I just love that he's like totally embracing retirement with his hairdo, and he seems really relaxed and just enjoying life. Uh, so really, really cool to see uh, Tim's post post career life lifestyle.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, He was thanking the organization, of course, with the Spurs. And uh, I was listening to a podcast earlier today with Kirk Coldsbury and um, and Zach Lowe. And they were talking about Kirk worked for the Spurs. And they were talking about his memory of of Tim Duncan was literally him at practice with practicing the bank shot over over and over and over and over and over. And that's what he thinks of greatness and thinks of Tim Duncan is that constant repeat. And consistently perform because he put in the hours and put in the time. Really neat that way. And then, lastly, we've last got last but not least, KG, KG Kevin Garnett. Uh, no swear words in this uh, in this inductee presentation, inductee speech. He uh, thanked Bill Russell for staying up before uh, going to bed uh, for his speech. So he was the first one up of the night. He thanked uh, MJ and Magic for their guidance as well as how to look good with a bald head. That was something he wanted to highlight. And he also <laughs> thanked uh, Isaiah Thomas uh, for helping him to make his decision to go straight to the NBA from high school. He's from South Carolina, so he was shouting out South Carolina and then went through each organization and thanked them individually. Uh, when I think of KG, I think obviously of him as a Celtic winning those championships, but. He left a hell of an imprint as well on the Timberwolves. And I think that's going to continue to kind of grow and build. Is that something that sticks with you? Is him as a Celtic, him as a Timberwolf or something else?
0: Well, to yeah, to me, like, you know, KG did something similar, like, and uh, I'm not going to compare them, but like that Kevin Love, you know, they went to the Wolves and they just absolutely dominated on every aspect. Uh, just incredible. And then, you know, moved on to different teams to go get their rings as the Wolves have always struggled to really create a winning atmosphere by bringing in a ton of superstars. Um, But yeah, KG to me, like, it's funny seeing all these personalities, you know, you got Tim Duncan, who is uh, just amazing, but was very, very non-talkative, not in the media at all, really. Like he was just kind of quiet, but winning. You got Kobe who was just a straight killer and super like competitive and, and kind of, I wouldn't say he was, he had some fun, but he was pretty, pretty serious all the time. And then you got KG who was just kind of like, honestly a buffoon, man. Just, he was getting, yeah, just a character, just like getting in people's ears, getting in their face. Uh, I was reading an article when he was playing with the wolves before he got traded over and, uh, or no, sorry, when he went back to them for the final year um, and Zach Levine uh, was there. And he's watching like the gladiator. And he's like, boys, we gotta, we gotta play like this. We gotta, you know, you die for what you love. And, but like, that was who he was. Like, that, like, yeah, he wasn't kidding. Like, he got that's how he got hyped up before games. Um, There is some information coming out how Doc would tell rookies to like stay away from KG before games because (laughs) KG was just a dip. Like he would go insane before games. Like that was just his prep was just to get so insanely focused. And that's why you have him chirping everyone because like he knew he could get under your skin. If he could get under your skin, then he could just play his game. And uh, there's just something to love about all three of them. I mean, KG for me is just... His his gritty attitude, he's a power forward who could really start spreading the floor quite early into his career, which wasn't quite seen a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. Pick and pop. Pick and pop. I I really think if if the three-point shot was more relevant for bigs, KG definitely would have been a guy who would have hit way more threes. It just wasn't a part of the game that you tried to learn. But all three of those guys are, yeah. Man, that's that's sure, our child, that's our famous. child childhood, right? Right there, mm-hmm. man. Those those are three players through and through that are just awesome and and gave so much to the game of basketball and have so much to give. And unfortunately, Kobe doesn't. Um, you know, was so sad of his passing because I feel like he really would have stepped up uh, for the WNBA and really pushed women's basketball to the level it should be and the respect it should have.
1: Well said. Well said.
0: The hot take. I'm gonna run us through this. Waj, he tweeted it recently, is this type of basketball here to stay? And by that, he was saying, uh, the tweet was regarding in the offseason, the NBA plans to address the unnatural shooting motions of star players like James Harden and Trey Young that get foul calls under the rules in the NBA, uh, but would get eye rolls on the playground. So me and Phil talked about this. He'll be back shortly to give his opinion on it. But um, I don't like it. I I appreciate what James Harden does. I appreciate what Trey Young does. I appreciate all of our shooters in the league and how they get buckets. What I don't appreciate is, is drawing fouls that really, truly are not fouls you would call. Like if you were at the Y playing ball, these are fouls that would never, never, never be called. Um, James Harden, if somebody jumps up, he jumps into them. It's an unnatural shooting shooting shot. Phil, are you with us? Now I'm here. All right, perfect. We're just explaining how the James Harden, Trey Young, and how the NBA is looking into changing that rule. And and it's true. I, I think that's right at the end of that tweet. It says, but we'll get eye rolls on the playground. You would never have those fouls called playing basketball. If I called that as a foul on the playground, i get thrown off the court. So it's kind of just ruining the game to me. I hope they do change it. I don't think... That having an unnatural foul like that, like if you get hit on your shot, on your normal shot, sure, call it up. But if you are looking to get fouled because a player left his feet, if a player has left his feet, you should be able to take advantage of that by getting to the rack. That is now your ability to score an easy point and just jumping into a foul to get two easy ones. It's just it takes away from the game of basketball to me. What
1: do you think, Phil? I agree. I'm glad we went over this beforehand because uh, I do know what you're talking about. And uh, I agree, the motion that some of these players are taking after they see a player slip up, they're taking full advantage of the rules rather than kind of letting the actual flow of basketball happen. Um, I think They Alan are Harrison. very smart.
0: You know, he'd get someone off his feet and that'd be like, he would just embarrass them after that. But just jumping into him, it kind of takes away from that moment. Like that mm-hmm. player's already made a mistake, now embarrass him. Don't just
1: jump into it and get too easy jump free throws. Like, I, I just don't like it. Yeah, I tend to agree. I think they're taking advantage of the rules. I think it also shows the intelligence that these players have. Like James Harden can pick up literally on the slightest motion and realize that he's going for a rip through. There was a really great highlight of uh, Doncic playing Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant, the way he was defending him, if Doncic moved his arms up to shoot and literally just moved his arms up. He was going to knock into Kevin Durant's hands, even though it wasn't a natural basketball play. It's a foul in the in the ref's eyes. And that's something that's very smart by him, but looks silly when it comes to an actual game that that's a foul call. It's something that needs to change, I agree, because it takes away from the perspective of a fan really enjoying and seeing those Allen Iverson blow buys and that kind of thing. 100% agree with you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, it's, it's great. So I guess our, our hot take here is just to say that um is this type of basketball here to say and we're both saying hopefully not (laughs) (laughs) that's right i i like again these guys are very talented that are drawing these fouls they can get buckets without having these extra calls for them and if you can't get your buckets and need those type of calls to really start racking up in the high 20s and 30 points then i just well that's on you figure out how to play better everybody's Um, scoring 20 points
1: this game anyways like this year (laughs)
0: yeah these guys can shoot they'll put it in the net anyways all right that's our that's our hot take and lastly we are finishing up with give me some raptor news give me some raptor what is it phil give me some raptor uh
1: phil take take it away what you got for me i'm here with you i got my headphones on airpods failed me uh that being said the raptor season you could maybe say it failed us a little bit here too as raptors fans but That's okay. Uh, Promising draft pick coming our way. Raptors are finishing fourth last in East. Seventh worst record in the league. There you got one more game to go against the Pacers. And then that is all she wrote for the season. Do you think this team will stay together? Do you think they'll split up? Is this Kyle being done with us? We kind of chatted about it a little little bit last week. But what are your thoughts on this season for the Raptors?
0: Uh, Well, first, our draft pick, we're just going to get the next Brazilian Kevin Durant.
1: Oh wait, oh, we tried Bruno. Bruno. <laughs> didn't mm-hmm. pan out.
0: Didn't pan out. Um, yeah, no. I was talking to a couple guys just playing basketball with today, actually, about this and Lowry. Um, I only thing like these guys have to be talking the Raptors. You know, you could say they did Demar dirty, but that just kind of all happened in those type of trades. You got to do quickly, and you got to make it, and and it worked out. But I don't think, um, Lowry would have been traded if they didn't think there was a chance he would stay.
1: Yeah. Or the trade blew up at the last minute that they were expecting to be done. We
0: we've, we've consistently always made good trades. We've we've mm-hmm. consistently always kind of shown up and got the trades done that we need to get done. Um, I think we would have even taken a little bit less for him. Why wouldn't you? Because if you, if, if Kyle had said, I'm walking, I'm done then. All right, well let's trade it and get some type of asset for it Then nothing. So even if you, you know, well, why would you, 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 they weren't going to make pl- playoffs. And even if they were, they weren't going to win it this year. I mean, that was kind of easy to see. They didn't have the depth. Um, they were in a, I guess you could say they're in a potential playoff run at that point. But again, it would have been for an eighth, seventh seed. And again, they wouldn't have won the championship this year. So I, I think they've kept him because there's, there's been talk that there's a potential he stays. I think it's going to really rely on who our draft pick is, what we do in the off season um, And then obviously for Kyle, he's got a couple teams he's going to weigh on, but yeah, I don't know where he's going to go. I think he's going to, he, he potentially could stay, he could potentially leave, but I, I just don't think we would have kept him if there wasn't the, the potential that he would, would stay.
1: Yeah. I guess when you think back to the trade deadline, it was very much is he going to be gone? They had shut him down the game before. If you remember, there was the famous, Kyle, this is my last game. as was a Raptor thanking basically everybody in the organization. He thought he was going. He definitely thought he was going, at least from that perspective, looking back on it now. it's it's It was a weird end to an amazing career with the Raptors, best Raptor of all time, in my opinion. I'll be sad to see him go, but I think it's probably time to move on and restart that core. Keep him if you can as a teacher, but I think he probably wants to go try and win some more championships. I guess we'll see. Who knows?
0: Yeah. Well, I never throw the Raptors out of doing something in free agency. Exactly. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Look, they've done really good at pulling people in before and kind of just making things happen. So I never, I would just wouldn't throw them out. And I think that's probably what's in the back of Kyle's head. Like, all right, let's see what the team's going to do. They bring in some sweet pieces. Awesome. Let's rock and roll. If not, See you later. Uh, the season, you know, is obviously a disappointment. It was nice to see Siakam pick it up at the 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 tail mm-hmm. end of the, the year. Um, again, it's proven, though, uh, this year that Siakam is not number one. He's a two or three, and he's really excellent at being that, but he's just he's not a one, so we do need a one. And I think, you know, that's probably not going to happen this offseason, unfortunately, though. We just don't have the ability to... Well, we do have a good amount of players, but... Um, I don't know what we got some good trade assets, but I don't know if we could get a superstar.
1: I don't it think it depends. It's really hard yeah. to say, right? Really hard to say. Maybe they package that pick, whatever they get, and you know, with a player and they try to move it and try to get someone in, but we'll see. Masai's a crafty GM, see, you he's could, one of the best, so is, is we'll Siakam see what he does. The, is
0: Siakam on the table.
1: Ooh, I don't think so. I don't think they trade him. Masai and him have a lot, a lot of capital built up, but then again, him and DeMar had a lot of capital built up.
0: I, I'm just saying that from a standpoint of like, you know, you got Freddie, you got Kyle. Mm-hmm. Do you need Siakam? Yeah. Well, I, 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 I think we keep, I'm just saying like as for trade pieces to get another superstar and I think Siakam will be on the board over everybody else. I could see him and OG.
1: Oh, him or OG if they're going to trade something. I could see OG and anobi moving. That could be something. OG and a pick probably get something fairly good. You're not getting a superstar though with that yeah you're not you're not you're getting someone decent you're probably getting someone pretty good yeah. maybe they try to put a package to see if bradley beal is still upset that could be something they could try to do there's a couple of things that they could try to do it's debate if they have the right pieces to try and do it we'll see yeah we got a lot if there's of anyone to trust it's messiah messiah knows what he's doing yep yeah
0: awesome man um that's that's is that it for our wraps news that's it, baby. That's Hopefully, a season done in yeah, Raptors, seasons.
1: and uh, maybe we'll do a countdown of the top Raptors here to come. Well, we're going to have to come upgrades. up with all
0: types of different things when the playoffs are over, so I'm sure we'll have exactly. lots For those that are Raptors fans, expect a lot of Raptors stuff in the in the offseason, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. That was fun, Phil. I enjoyed talking about it. Uh thankful to have everybody show up and listen. As always, uh, feel free to reach out to us, just chat to us. If you have some questions you want us to cover, if you have some funny questions you want to send and have us ask each other, we'd love to do it. And uh, I hope you guys have a fantastic week. Phil closes off.
1: Baby, I can see your halo. Thank you for joining. Baby,
0: I can see your halo. Mm. All right. See you all next week for episode nine. Peace.